found out it wasn't mine either. It was stolen from me over a hundred years ago. My friend. Exactly, yeah. Unbeknownst. Shall we just... Uh, yeah. Just okay. Yeah. This is Haganat Hayalim. Shemiginim Al Am Yisrael. No greater mitzvah. And all the hostages safe. Yes, the ho yes. And home soon. And the Ilin Nishmat Yigal Ben Simcha. And the Ilin Nishmas Yasef Yitzchak Ben Asher. Isaiah, Dov Nachman, Moshe, yeah. And it should be the Chus, the as well. The Chusayno for all those that are mishtatif in the shir. Oiskin betzorchetzibur, even greater than tzorchetzibur. Talmud Torah, the Rabbim, the greatest. Above all mitzvahs is learning Torah. Greater than learning Torah is knowing Torah. And even greater than that is Talmud Torah Darabim. Nothing greater than Talmud Torah Darabim. So it should be a for all those that need it. Okay, with all those introductions, let's begin. So, it's a, a halachic discussion interwoven in the parsha, as we often do. The Shiloh we're going to deal with is an old question, well-treaded upon. In Mitzvah Hashem, we will see uh, six different angles of how to deal with it. And um, whichever one talks to you, well, you can let me know. <clears throat> Six different answers from completely different schools of thought. What's the question? The question is like this. In the end of Parshas told us, Rivka gets wind that her son Esau wants to annihilate his brother Yankov. Yankov, not only he took the brachas, uh, he took the firstborn, sorry, the firstborn rights when they were just 13 or 15 years old. But 50 years later, when they're 63, Yankov's back at it again. He takes the brachas, and Esau uh, says, Oh boy, he's gotten me twice. He's gotten me twice. We mentioned on Thursday, why was it that they're 63 now? They're, the issue is the brachas. Why is Esau referring back to what happened 50 years before about the brachas, about the b'chayra, sorry. Why is, why is that reawakened? Why is that back on the table? So there's an old vart that Esau said, hold on, hang on a second. <coughs> Shame told our mother, Verav Yavitzor, the older one, should worship the younger one. Okay? So that's why I was very happy to sell the b'chayra, the firstborn rights, because now Yankiv is the older one, and he's going to have to worship me. So how could it be that Yankov was told, you should rule over your brother? doesn't make sense. That's why Esau was bringing back on the table what happened 50 years before. He's saying the whole picture doesn't make sense. I'm no longer the firstborn. And Shame said the older one, which is now Yankov, has to serve the younger one, which is me. And now Yankov gets the bracha that you should be the ruler over your brother. How could that be? Either way, Esau has had enough, and Rivka gets wind of this. Vayishma Rivka, Rivka hears, and uh, she doesn't want to reveal this to Yitzchak. The simple reading of the Psukim is that Yitzchak, Yitzchak knew what had happened, yet he didn't think that Esav had it within him to harm Yankov. That's the simple reading of the Psukim. The, the Abarbanel, the Chizkuni, many Rishonim, many Achreinim learn that Yitzchak never heard the original prophecy that Shame told Rivka and Parshas told us that you're going to have two kids, and from the moment they're born, one will be uh, in the good side, and one's going to be a harsh, tough child. And many hold Yitzchak never knew that, and that's why he always had a fond gaze upon his son Esav. But either way, it seems from the reading of the Psukim, he did not think Esav had it in him to carry out any harmful act upon Yaakov. So what does Rivka tell her husband? She tells Yitzchak, just one page, we're going she tells her husband in the, in the yesterday's Chumash that, listen, Yankov has to get married. He's 63 already. It's time to get married. Get married to who? The, 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 similar to Esau's wives, the daughters of Ches. Horrible. 
How about we send Yaakov to go get a shidduch from Besuwa's house, from Lovan's house, just like uh, you did, she tells to Yitzchak. You, Yitzchak, didn't go yourself because you were, became sanctified by the Akedah. You couldn't leave Eretz Yisrael. But Yankiv, I think it's a good idea if Yankiv himself goes, find, goes to find his own shidduch. Because otherwise, Yitzchak will say, well, listen, I sent the Shliach Eliezer, he could do the same. But we have a real a rule. So, okay, so we had a shear a couple years ago that if Eliezer was Avram's Shliach, then how could Eliezer have affected the Kiddushin when he was in Padan Aram? The is not representing the Chosin himself. So some say Yitzchak appointed Avram, and Avram appointed Eliezer. We had uh, many opinions about how, how that worked. You're right, simply it's, it came from Avram. But then the Shaili is, you know, the Gemara says in Ksuvah said Eliezer Mamish affected the marriage while he was at the house of Basul. But you can only do that if you're representing the Chosin. See on, uh, I, I don't know if that shear is actually on the Spotify or not. Hopefully it's not, and then we could repeat it sometime. If it is, I'm getting in trouble, because now I can't even tell, uh, I can't even give Shudim in the yeshiva. Bochum are like, hello, hello, we heard that one already. I said, I never told it to you. They said, no, it's, on, it's, on, it's, on, it's online already. So, uh, anyhow, so, what? Keep you on your toes. That's it, that's it. So Yitzchak could have told Rivka, all right, Yankov needs a shidduch, all right. We'll send the shliach. So for that, you can answer back, no, 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 no. Rivko said, Yitzchak, you already became sanctified by the Arcade. You couldn't leave Eretz Yisrael. So you had to send the shliach. Generally, it's better to do it yourself. Mitzvah boy, better yourself. So Yankov should do it himself. Okay. Yitzchak buys into this, and Yitzchak calls Yankov, and he tells him, I want to send you to the house of Besuel, to the house of Lavan, and um, I want you to go. So Yankiv was given instruction both by his mother and by his father, but the intention was different in the simple reading of the Psukim. Rivka was telling him, you should go, run out of here, save yourself from Esau. And Yitzchak was telling him, you should go in order to do the mitzvah of getting married. In fact, in the beginning of today's parsha, it says, He left Be'er Sheva, where Yitzchak was living at the time. And he went to Choron. So Rashi has the famous question. We know he was in Be'er Sheva. It could just say he went to Choron. We don't have to, you don't have to tell me where he left. I know he was in Be'er Sheva. And Rashi says, nah, when he left Be'er Sheva, you could feel it. The whole beauty of the town changed. The base Halevi, the original J.B. Soloveitchik, Chaim Briska's father, gives a famous explanation. He says, I have another way to answer Rashi's question. He says, Yankov was fulfilling both the instruction of his mother and his father. It was two different mitzvahs. His mother said, get out of here before Esau rips you apart. Yitzchak said, go find for yourself a wife. So says the Beis HaLevi, Yankiv did both things. Vayetze Yankiv mi Be'er Sheva. Rivka's intention was get out of here. It's not so much where you go. It says get out of here because this is where the danger is. So Yankiv left Be'er Sheva. That's what Rivka wanted. She said, brach lachar, get out of here, run. It doesn't really matter where you run. The point is just don't be here. Then when it says, that's fulfilled his father's instruction. There were 14 years in between. Before he got there, right, right. So he didn't fulfill it right away. Um, in this puzzle, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he fulfilled his, he fulfilled his mother's right instruction away. right away, he fulfilled his father's 14 years later, correct? Yeah, yeah, good point, good point. But Akwapanim, the Beis HaLevi wants to give another answer to Rashi's question that it's not, uh, there's no extra expression here. Yankiv had two missions. One was to get out of here. That's what Rivka told him. That's why Yankiv is out of here, out of danger. Now it happens to be Rivka did say to go to, but that wasn't the Iker of her instruction. The Iker of, of Rivka's instruction was get out of here, run for your life, save yourself. And Yitzchak was all about the marriage, which was very specific, not anywhere. No, just like Avram had been specific for Yitzchak, exactly where to go, so to Yitzchak for Yaakov. Okay, that is, uh, that's how our Parsha begins. And it seems like Yankov was a good boy, and he listened to his mom, and he listened to his tata. He went, however, he went to the yeshiva of Aver for 14 years. Shame passed away when Yankov was 50 years old. So when Yankov was younger, Hitaka learned in the yeshiva of Shame and Aver. At this point, now that he's 63, Shame had passed away, but Aver, Shame's great-grandson, is running the yeshiva. He was a great Rosh Yeshiva, and Yankov spent there 14 years. Then Yankov reaches his uncle's home, 
which is in the Padan Aram, Aram Naharayim, Choron, all these, these uh, they're all pretty much the same area. We know that just because <laughs> in Parshish Chayisora, Eliezer went to Aram Naharayim, the city of Nochor, the city of Besuel, was Aram Naharayim. Yet told us begins by saying Rivka comes from Padan Aram. So I know Aram Naharayim, Padan Aram are pretty much the same place. And in yesterday's Chumash, again, there's an interchange between Padan Aram and Choron, the way Rivka refers to it, Nitzchok refers to it. So I know all three are pretty much the same area. There is a discussion exactly if one of the words refers to the greater uh, piece of land, Shetach, and another, another is just the name of a city. I mean, Rashi himself says in the beginning of Toldus that Padan Aram, Padan means a group of, like a pair of oxen, Semet Bokar, it's a group of. Rashi learns Padan Aram is a much greater area than Aram Naharayim. Right, so Aram Naharayim was in between the two rivers. Naharayim is the two rivers, the Tigris and the Euphrates, the Pros and the Chidekel. There was a city in between Aram. But there was another Aram called Aram Tsoiva, which we find in Nach. And uh, Rashi says both of them collectively is called Padan Aram. Okay, that's Rashi's take. Either way, there's a discussion, the Rishonim, but for us, we're going to assume it's all the same place. Okay. Yankov finally goes there, and uh, he meets up with Lovon. Lovon is upset that Yankov came empty-handed. Yankov originally was laden, right? But Eliphaz caught up to him, and Eliphaz had a soft spot. In fact, the Mekobolim say Eliphaz came back as Unklus. It's a fascinating thing. I had to throw. I can't go uh, ten minutes without Gilgulim. That Amemi Panum and Achamazayev Panu says that we know Eliphaz was given instruction by his father Esau, go hunt down Yankov, catch him on the way, and knock him off. And Yankov negotiates with him, just take my money. Oni Choshev Kemes, I'll be considered like a dead man, and that's how you'll fulfill the instruction of your father. And Eliphaz listened. He had a soft spot. It's funny because he's, fa- he's the father of Amalek, the son of Esau. You'd think he would be rotten to the core. No, he actually had, uh, because uh, his aide Yitzchak had an impact on him, on Eliphaz. And therefore he, uh, he raised him. Right. So even though his, uh, exactly, his father was busy, you know, doing what he was doing, you'd think Eliphaz smashed between Esau on top and Amalek underneath. You'd think he must be rotten. It's not the case at all. It's interesting. Akaponim, the Ramemi Panos says a whopper. He says, Eliphaz came back as Unclus. Unclus is from Rome, is the Enikul of Esau. Unclus converts. The Gemara in Gitan discusses when Unclus was converting, he went to speak to Titus. And Titus told him, don't convert, harass the Jews. Says that Amemipano, Titus was a Gilgul of Esau. So again, Eliphaz and Esau were meeting up. And Esau, in the guise of Titus, was advising Unclus, who was Eliphaz, to destroy the Eden. And again, Unclus, Eliphaz, did not listen to Esau. So is history repeating itself. Anyhow, back to our discussion. Yankov finally comes as a destitute man. He comes to Lovon. And uh, how many years is he there? So let's just do this very quick. He's infatuated, sorry to use those words, but that's just a simple reading of the Psukim. With Rachel, he loves Rachel. I mean, the Torah doesn't shy away from it. He loves Rachel. What's wrong with saying, What's wrong with it to shy away from it? No, the word that I use, not a word you use about, is about that the Ovis. Is word from the Torah? No, That's it's in exactly. Hebrew. It's, it says he loved her. Ah, infatuation is different. Okay. Right, right. I thought that you were trying to, so you're saying <clears throat> no, your no, own no, word no. is your Yes, exactly, for. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not a, no, no, right, not for what the Torah says. Okay. For it's all about the interpretation, right? So... It brings it down to us in a more tangible way. Right, right. It's not exact translation. What about Leia? Why was he not interested in Leia? It's interesting. The Seder Oilom, one of the oldest Medrashim, says Leia and Rachel were twins. Were twins? Leia was slightly older, just like Yankiv and Esav. Were twins? Right. And in the Medrash Tanchum, it says that they were equally beautiful. It sounds like like they looked very similar. Their voices were similar. Because there's a whole discussion when Yankiv, the first night after the chuppah, how come Yankiv didn't know who it was? So there's a medrash, Rabban Eicha, that says Rachel was hiding under the bed. You can imagine her whole night. She, and she didn't know that she was soon going to marry Yankiv. Anyhow, but uh, the Tanchuma says that they looked, I think there's also a Radak who says they were identical, but the Tanchuma definitely says that they were Shovin Biyofi, which equally beautiful. How do you interpret? Does that mean they look different or the same? Don't know. It says the eyes of Leah were rakois. So we know what Rashi quotes from the Gemara that they were 
tender from all the tears. Uh, the Rashpam doesn't learn the way. The Rashpam says Leia's, lies, Leia's eyes were beautiful. They were a light color. Rochel had dark eyes, and Leia had light colored eyes. Interesting. And uh, Uncle says a similar thing, that her eyes were nice. Either way, why? what was the issue with Leia? So many Mepharshimun, it's very simple. Everyone knows the statement of Rashi. The whole world was talking, Rivka has two boys. Her brother Lavan has two girls. The older for the older, Esau will marry Leia. The younger for the younger. And Yankov heard those rumors and so did Esau. Yankov was scared. Yankov knew Leia's Esau's property. He, he was afraid to set his eyes on her because if Esau hears, not only he took my firstborn rights, not only he took my brachas, now he takes my wife, that, that'll, that'll be it. That'll be it. So many learned that's why he Bechlal avoided Leia completely, right? It wasn't because of her looks or anything. She was beautiful, just like Rachel. It was uh, out of fear that Esau would retaliate. Okay, but, I think that's that, a. Isn't that. All this commentary about the looks and if they're really similar, how could he choose one from the other? Isn't that discounting? Like it's bringing it all down to looks. What about his her personality? Clearly, Leia had a wonderful personality. But you can have a wonderful personality, but Yaakov was just in love with Rachel and Rachel's personality. Why is it so hard to understand, so even if they're identical maybe, twins? Maybe he didn't. Because maybe he excluded it from his mind because of it was. He didn't let his eyes linger on her. According to that, Sheeta, he also met Rachel first. He also met Rachel first. Rachel was better looking. But why can't you just say he was attracted to Rachel over personality? Yeah, he loved her. She was beautiful. They were both beautiful. But this personality, but nobody comments on that. How did he know her personality? You think they were sh- they went Why out? They were schmoozing. So, it, really, is it just is it just that he Meretos, saw her and Meretos, fell in love we're with talking her? Talking Yanki Levino. Uh, yeah, Yanki Levino never saw a drop of, of Zera until uh, he's going to be eighty four so, years old. On the, on the other about, side, uh, you, so you should say that. Listen, there was nothing inappropriate, but he spoke to her. He sat at the table hello, with hello, her. Let me, he I'll tell you something. Hello, Heard her talking to others. I hear. He liked the way she walked. I don't know. There was something about he saw walking. Why do you have to distill it to? Are they exactly there's alike? Old they look alike. How come you didn't yeah, love her if they're let, just There's an old Chassidosh Sefer, I don't remember which one. I saw this many years ago that says, why does the Torah speak about the beauty of the Ovis's wives? Well, it's like meant to, it's like a hurrah when you get married, make sure you, you know, why does the Torah make yeah, a big that's deal about good. it? No, no, well, keep that. no, so the answer, oh, no, there's an answer, <laughs> there's an answer. He, there's an old Chassidosh Sefer says a whopper of an idea. When you buy an Esrug, you buy the most beautiful yeah. Esrug. There's a mitzvah to get married. Hidur mitzvah dictates <laughs> that you find a beautiful woman. Wow. Uh, hold on, hold on. For a regular person, though, has a Yetzirah, when you go for the more beautiful, you're doing it for God, you're doing it for yourself. You're doing it for yourself, so you don't get any points for Hidur mitzvah. But if you're someone like the others who have no Yetzirah, they chose the reason why the more beautiful actually pulled at them was because of the Hidra Mitzvah. It's doing the Mitzvah more, it's like a beautiful Esrik. Okay, think about that what you want. Let's get back to our... Avram didn't even know what Sarah looked like. You want to know that Arizal says, that Arizal says that Avram and Sarah were never intimate together until Avram's and Sarah's names were changed when he was 99 and she was 89. Because Sarah was incapable of having a child, different than Rivka. Rivka was barren. She was an Akara. Sora was an islandess. She Bechal didn't have a womb. In fact, that's why the Briskarov famously asks, Yitzchak's busy davening for Rivka. You never find Avram davening for Sora. He says there was nothing to daven for. She had no womb. How could you marry an islandess? Right. You can marry, no. Allah can Allah marry. Allah yeah, yeah. If you know, if you know. Yeah, Unless you're tricked. She's a, brewer, she's a woman. Sister. She's not a man. She's a woman. That's what? Mitzvah oh, Mitzvah Prudavu. Good question. So Avram knew at some point he'll, uh, he'll, uh, you know, he'll marry a shift or this or that. Ah, that's right. He can do Prudavu. You wonder maybe. But, but hold on. The Arizal says, and I saw the Chidor quotes this Arizal in the Midbar Kedemus, that the Arizal says that because Avram knew that Sora was incapable of having a child, he was never intimate with her. For decades and decades and decades, until the Abish, and even when the Abish said you'll have kids, Avram, even when he was 75, Hashem gave him all the brachas. No, it wasn't until he was 99, his name changed. Now he knew that it's Taka going to happen. He knew Sora now is a different Sora. It's not Sarai, it's a different name, different person, different body, all bet Saraf. The first time he was with her, and Yitzchak was born. Incredible. Uh, it's all the difference, don't you have to get a new marriage? That's a good word. Oh. <laughs> it's really different. I don't know. Yeah. 
Good question. But who is the rabbi that's going to perform? No, but her physical body was the same. Right. No, it wasn't. She all of a sudden had. She went through a transformation. Something changed inside of her. Internal, but isn't internal things have halachically don't have the same standard as external? Yeah, yeah. Good point. Interesting, interesting horrors. So let's get. Let Let's get. So, Lavan tells Yankiv, you know, what could I do for you? I want you to work for me. How could I pay you? So Yankov's honest. Yankov says, let me work for you for seven years for Rachel. He works for seven years, and then he ends up, we know, the switch happens. Yankov is all upset. You gave me lay. What does Lovan say? In our town, the older comes before the younger. Mepharshim said he was Shtechi Yankov. I know in your town, you flip around who's the older, who's the younger. Nishbayun's bim kaimenu bayas, it's set in stone. There's the older, there's the younger. Lay is the older, Rachel's the younger. You marry Lay and finished. So Yankov, but then they arrange, let's finish the Sheva Brachas, and then you'll marry Rachel. And then you'll work another seven years. And that's what happens. He ends up working 14 years. During the second group of seven years is when all of his kids are born. And is ready to go home after 14 years. Lavon convinces him to stay, to take care of the sheep. That goes for six years. He was by Lavon's house for 20 years. Then the Eibishter says, it's time to go back home. The Eibishter says, go back to the land of your fathers. Okay? Yankov calls his wives. What? He calls his wives and says that, you know, the Abijah told me it's time to go back, and they agree. It takes him two years, ultimately, the beginning of Vayishlach. He meets Esau, he lives in Sukkot, the story of Shechem, he's in Beiskel, till he comes to Yitzchak, who was then in, in Hebron. Um, it's another two years. So all, all, all in all, he was away from home for 36 years. 14 years he was in the Yeshiva of Aver. He was 63, he went to Avis Yeshiva 14 years, he's 77. And he comes home at, uh, at the age of 99. 99 is when he comes home to his, uh, his father, right? His mother, Rivka, dies on the way, Nebuch, he comes home to his father. 22 years he's away. There's a famous statement in Masech de Megillah, Rashi quotes in Parshish Vayeshev, that because... Rivka, Rivka, also, but also he hears that Rivka died. He gets news that Rivka, I'm the nurse. while he was on the way, he gets news that his mother passes away. He never saw his mother again. He was away from his parents 22 years. So, therefore, the same thing occurs again. Yankov loses his son Yosef 22 years. Yosef was 17 when he was sold as a slave. He goes to Egypt. He's in Potiphar's house for one year. He's in jail for 12 years. He's 30 years old when he stands in front of Paroi. There were seven years of plenty and then two years of famine. And lo and behold, when he's 39, 22 years after he left his father, they're reunited. The Gemara says it was tit for tat. 22 years Yankiv was away from his parents. 22 years Yosef is away from him. That's what the Gemara says. Rashi quotes it in Pasha's Vayeshev. And the biggest shail in the book is what? Yankov did nothing wrong. When he went away, his mother told him to go. His father told him to go. He was doing two mitzvahs. His mother said, get out of here. Danger of Esau. His father said, go find a wife. Uh, not only he wasn't ignoring his parents, he was fulfilling their directives. He was mechabed his parents. So how, how does that make any sense? Where could he have, where could he have cut? The only time he could have cut is the stuff that he wasn't punished for, the 14 years. Right. The Gemara says that the 14 years in the house of Aver he wasn't punished for. <laughs> oh. Oh. So there's a crucial detail Rabbi just mentioned, that when Rivka sends off her son, Yankiv, she tells him, go to Lovan, you should be by him, a few days, a few days it sounds like. So, but then, when, when Yankov and Lovan are making arrangements, Yankov says, I'll, I'll serve for seven years, I'll work for seven years on behalf of Rachel. So Rashi on the spot comments, and the Mepharshim say Rashi's bothered with, how did Yankov have the right to mention, it was Yankov's idea, the seven yeah. years. His mother said a few days. Yankov says seven years. So Rashi says, when Rivka said a few days, it didn't mean a few days. If you think it takes a few days for Esau to cool off, it's not a few days. That meant Yankov felt that when his mother said a few days, it meant seven years. What's the proof? 
The proof is, Rashi says, because the Pasuk says that when Yankiv worked for seven years on behalf of Rachel, that it was Be'ein of Kiyom Machodim. It's another Pasuk. In his eyes, it felt like a few days. So Rashi learns the whole puzzle that it's answering the Kasha. How did Yankiv have the liberty to go seven years? His mother said a few days. A few days means seven years. Proof is, as Yankiv is working, the Torah testifies, attests to the fact that in Yankiv's eyes, it was just a few days. So that means, though, his mother said seven years, but he's away for 22 years. Not just that, not just that. A big shaila is, if his mother Taka meant seven, when she said a few days, it meant seven years, what's the word? It takes seven years for Esau to cool off. But Yankov went to the yeshiva of Aver for 14 years. During those 14 years, Esau cooled off. By the time he comes to Lavan, he no longer has Rishus to be there. Even if the few days his mother said meant seven years, because that's how long it takes for Esau to cool off, the fact is he went for 14 years to Aver's yeshiva. He's not punished for that, fine, but you can't deny the fact that seven years happened and Esau would have cooled off. So then that means Bechlau, the whole 22 years by Lovan was unjustified. So let's see. So I want to discuss six approaches to this question. We begin with number one. Number one is a Yalkut Shemaini. And it says the following. It's actually in Parshish Lech Lecha. It says, One should be careful not to come to a sin. Even a light sin. Say Yolamad learned from Avisenu Hashem our early forefathers. Lo yardu lemitzrayim ela b'shvil dover kal. We went to Egypt over something seemingly trivial. Avram told Hashem in Parshas Lech Lecha, "You're promising me the land. Bame eda, how will I know that I'll get it?" And Hashem said, "Ha ha ha! What's Hashem's response? Your children will suffer four hundred years because of one question." On, and ubischar yirakima in reward for a small amount of fear. Sheyore Yishmol, the of Yishmol had a bit of fear from his father. You, you Avram tells Yishmol, get yourself a bris. And Yishmol goes through the bris, it's a bit of fear. The Abishah does not allow any kingdom to rule over, right? The Arabs have, if the Arabs today are from Yishmol, is another Shaila. But the fact is that uh, the Muslims, since they've. Uh, They've pretty much been autonomous. Well, it could be something to do with this medrash. Yishmol had a big schus, the fact that he had a bit of a, a trickle of fear from his father. Continues the medrash. <laughs> Two tears that Esau gave. He was given the, the mountain of Seir. <laughs> that rain never, never ceases. So you see a small thing, the reward is uh, incommensurate. Harser is, is officially south, right south of Eretz Yisrael. Somewhere in the, in the desert over there. Ubischar, then shenotal eskelo v'holachlon preyankiv ochiv. In Pashas Vayishlach, ultimately Esau intended to do harm against Yankiv, but he changed his mind. He took his stuff and he left. He was given a hundred countries. Uh, maybe there are the hundred countries today which are uh, under Christian uh, beliefs, maybe. But then it says like this is the whopper. Because Yankov listened to Yosef's tales about the brothers, therefore Yankov was punished 22 years, Yosef was removed from him. It's an incredible statement to the Medrash. It seems like this Medrash argues with the Gemara, why was Yankov punished? The Gemara says it's because of what he did to his father. This Medrash learns that's not what happened. Yankov was punished because he accepted the, the tales that Yosef was uh, passing on about the brothers, which were quite harsh tales that the brothers are with strange women and they're eating Ave Menachai, etc. So that's, that's first. So first stop, what the Gemara says is not unanimous. Okay, that, that's one point, one important point. We move on. There is a Sefer Iyun Yaakov, the Iyun Yankov from Rabbi Yankov Raishu, one of the great Gedolim 300 years ago, he tines the following. This is approach number two. The Ian Yankov says, you know, we say every day in Brochus, there are certain things that the fruits you eat in this world, but the true reward remains for the world to come. And one of them is Kibodavaim, you honor your parents. So he says, the reward in the world to come, that's the Abish's business. But what are the payers? What are the fruits you get in this world? The fruits are if you if you honor your parents. It'll come back to you. Kids will be mechabed you. 
Those are the parents. The parents are you honor your parents, your kids will be mechabed you. So he says like this. The Ian Yankov says like this. The, the fact is Yankov was away from his parents 22 years. Abandoned them, didn't abandon them. He was right, he wasn't right. The fact is he didn't fulfill the mitzvah 22 years. So he can't expect to get it back in return. He doesn't get the payers. And that's why he wasn't zeichet to have Yosef honor him for those 22 years. If you do it, you get it. You don't do it, you don't get it. That's what the Ion Yankiv says. Then why would the 14 years be excluded? <laughs> Fact is fact, and fact is fact. Part of keeping up. Can't you turn it around a little bit and say that's a good point? That's part of keeping up. Aim, learning in yeshiva. Actually, honor his father by keeping the Torah, by keeping everything on the harshest conditions. Yeah, yeah. But the Shas Yankov suffered. Yankov was was lost his son for twenty-two years. So the question is why? No, Yankov suffered by not. Yeah, but why did Yankov suffer? Why did well, he deserve they, to suffer? So the Ion Yankov says it's not a punishment because what Yankov did to his parents was justified. But since at the end of the day, Next. right, and at the at um, bottom line, what's the word that the um, in the final analysis? That's it. In the final analysis, Yankov, the fact is, was not honoring his parents for whatever the justification was. So therefore, you don't get the payers in this world. So he, he wouldn't have Yosef for 22 years. The issue with that is the Gemara clearly says Yankov was nanish, he was punished. So the Gemara clearly seems to say it was, a, it was an einish. More than that, even just in understanding, Yankov suffered terribly from Yosef's absence. It's not stam that Yosef was incapacitated and couldn't honor his father. Yankov had no idea where he was. He thought he was dead. It was horrible. It was horrible. It's not to, Yosef could have been, he was gone. Uh, Yosef he could was. have had a fever, God, for 22 years, and uh, he's there, but he can't help his father. But that's not what happened. It was much more than that. It seems like it was an oinish. So that's why many have an issue with the uh, Ion Yankov's understanding. There must be more to it. There must be more to it. So option number three is the following. Look at number three. There's a Rashi. It's a Rashi in Parshish Vayishlach. It's a, it's, a, it's a mysterious, curious Rashi. Vatomas Devoira, there's a woman called Devoira. Who's Devoira? She's the wet nurse of Rivka. Some Medrashim identify her actually as Rivka's mother. In Parshish Chayisara, when Eliezer took Rivka, the Torah says clearly Eliezer also took um, some other women as well, together with Rivka. And the Menekes, the, the wet nurse, one of them. Rivka was three years old, her mother came with her. So in Parshas Vayishlach it says when Yankiv was on his was on his way back in the twenty second year while he was away while he was finishing his journey back to Hebron back to his father a number of tsaras happened the story of Dina and Rachel passes away Rivka passes away and also Devira Devira the wet, Rivka's wet nurse was some reason together with Yankiv and his entourage on his journey. Sarashi asks, Ma Indian Yang, how did Dvaira join Yankiv's entourage? She's living with Rivka. Ella says Rashi like this, Lafisha Omra Rivka Liankiv, you have to know, in the end of Toldus, when Rivka sends away her son, she tells him something. She says, Yankiv, I want you to go, and I'm going to call you back when the time comes. I will send someone. This is, this is crucial. Rivka told Yankiv, you will know when the time is when I send someone. So Rashi says, So Rivka sent Devera. Uh, Rashi Lechur is not learning. It's, his, it's her mother. It will be strange if she sent her old mother. But uh, there's a medrash that says it's her mother. Rashi doesn't identify who it is. She sent um, Devera. To Yankiv, Lupadan Aram, Lot says Misham to leave there. Umeisabda, she died on the way. Medivre Rab Moshe Hadarshan Lamadatiya. I learned it from the words of Rab Moshe Hadarshan, who's a scholar a thousand years ago in Narbon, in Provence. You read this Rashi, wait a second. Did Dvaira make it to Padan Aram? When, when she dies with Yankiv on entourage, was she just on her way to greet Yankiv? Or did she talk and make it to Padnaram years before? And while she was traveling with them back to Israel, she died. When you learn Rashi, it's unclear. But if you look in the Chizkuni in number two, he makes it very clear. Look at Chizkuni number two, Vatomas version, Parshish Vayishlach, Dvera died. Pirish Rashi, Rashi says, we're number two. Ma inyan Dvera, what's Dvera doing in Yanka's house? Koloi Marmini, what's the question? 
Mehechon Nimsas Tvoirim Yankiv. Rashi's problem is how did Tvoirim end up with Yankiv's entourage? Hariksiv Kibamakliyavarti. Yankiv went to Lavan by himself. That we know. So when did she join Yankiv's entourage? Elam Alameda teaches me Sheshalcha Rivka Rivka sent her Estavira after Yankiv to bring him back. Hu this is what it means when Rivka tells her son Yankiv, you should be with love on Yom Achadim until your brother calms down. She didn't die on the way there like some like uh, you might understand that reading Rashi. No, she made it all the way to Padna Aram. She told Yankiv it's time to come home. He said, No, I don't want to come home. She waited there. She stayed there. The base love and love's house. On the way back, she died. And since that she saw some above, we don't have her name. It says in Chayisara that Lavan and uh, Lavan's mother they send Rivka and Meinikta, the me- the wet nurse without a name. her name was The Chizkuni says. Rivka sent the messenger years before, and Yankov said mm-hmm. thanks, but no thanks. And Devera was, uh, she had Rivka's shlichus, she stayed there. So when did she come? Unclear, but there's a marsha. The marsha's yard site was yesterday, so we're going to quote uh, the marsha. I couldn't get it on the paper. It's marsha and Megillah. The marsha quotes from the Imre Noyam, from the Bale Toysus, a commentary on Chumash. The Imre Noyam says, Esau calmed down after 14 years. The same 14 years he was by the yeshiva of Aver. Esau calmed down. Immediately, immediately, Rivka sent to Vera. She came to love on right away. As Yankov's just beginning his, his tenor there, his time there. She said, come back. He's like, no. I want to marry He's like, no. She was with him for the entire 22 years. That's what the Mashah says clearly. The Chizkuni doesn't say exactly when she got there, but if he's going with them with the Imre Noyam, then uh, for 22 years, Rivka was waiting for her son. So that, um, that, that... And her mother, maybe. Right, right. So according to the Marsha with the Imre Noyam, and putting the Chizkuni with the two, we have a third approach, which is Ace of Taka Khan, took him 14 years to calm down. The 14 years he was by Aver. <laughs> Then Rivka Taka sent Devera to the house of Lavan. And Yankov's like, I just came here, I want to get married. He, he'd see, he wanted Rachel already, whatever the reason was. He said, no. Okay, I'll pick Siddhas. He felt that he had a shlichus. I just came here, I'm not leaving. I have things to do. I have to refine, elevate the sparks, whatever the reason is. But the fact is, Loi Ratzalot's love, it's a clear kuni. And the Imre, he didn't want to go. And according to the Imre Noyam, 22 years Yankov refused to come. And Rivka was waiting for him. Rivka was waiting for him. So at least when it comes to Kibud Aim, honoring his mother, his father said, get married. He wasn't married yet. Mm. But at least as far as Kibud Aim, because if you remember, we started off with the Beis HaLevi, there's two different stories going on over here. It's what Rivka wanted, what Yankov wanted. Rivka said, leave until Esau calms down. It took 14 years, the same years he was by Avers Yeshiva. The next 22 years, Yankov had no excuse because Rivka sent the shliach immediately when Esav calmed down. As soon as the 14 years of yeshiva ended and the 22 years by Lavan were about to commence. So that's another option. Uh, the concern with that is that yeah. Rivka told uh, Yitzchok to, to send for the shliach. <clears throat> right, right. But Yankov knew, Yankov knew though that his mother wanted him to leave not for the shidduch, but for the danger. And the danger was off. Devorah came to him and said, Yankiv, your mother said that you're ready to come back. And he said, thank you, I'll wait a, I'll wait a bit. Yeah, but he even, Ben seems to be Oh, 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 oh. So we'll get to Ben in a moment. First, look at the, there's a, in number four, there's a Medrash Agada. It's an old Medrash that was in manuscript for many years. Bugsy. And it was published by uh, Shloyme Bobber, Martin Buber Zeder. And uh, see if you can make any sense. If you're able to make any sense of this, then you should be the one continuing this year. Number what? Number four. First, you have two fours, by the way. <coughs> you got Mendy's attention. Oh, Taka, <laughs> right, right. Thank you. Yes, look <laughs> at that. Sense of it? I got okay, it. look at the the the, the four <laughs> the four halfway down the page. Uma Bikshad Devorah Yankiv. What was Devorah doing by Yankiv? 
Ella, rather like this. At the time that Rivka said, that was in the end of told us, when Rivka said, I will send, I will send somebody to you. At that time that Rivka said, I'll send someone to you, Yankiv did not want to leave. So what did Rivka do? Shigra, she sent Devera to Yankiv to bring him back. If you could make any sense from that Medrash, Two separate messages. I have no idea what it means. <laughs> it seems to be saying something, I don't know, it's like a mix she of what, the Chizkuni. No, no, he says, he says no, he said, at no. the time, when Rivka said, I'll, sa- I'll send someone to you, he didn't want to come back. He wasn't even there yet. At the time that Rivka said that, Yankiv was with her in the kitchen, in the house. What did he mean? He didn't want to come back. And in response to him not wanting to come, she sent Devera. The Chizkuni says, the other way around. In response to Devera coming, he didn't want to go. Not, yeah. It's, uh, it's almost like Yankee was saying, uh, uh, if you send someone, I'm not going to come back. In response, he sent someone. But what does that mean? Yankee already said he's not going to come back. I don't know. Go b- uh, break your head in the wall. Okay, Akapon, that's the third approach. Someone, it could be simple. Yeah, how do you read it? From when she wanted to co- him to come home, he didn't. But how did he know when no, he she wanted? Know. He didn't. No, she he said, didn't. she had to she send a sent message. one messenger and he said no. Then she sent the verdict to Mamish Oh, so there were two messengers. There were two messengers. But so what's Bishar Sha'amaloi Rivka? Bishar's at the time, sitting in the kitchen. Right. At that time, he didn't want... It's almost like at that time, Yanki was already saying that I don't, I don't think I'm going to be ready to come back. So what did she do? She sent the verdict. No. How could he say... For, how could he say I, in the kitchen... I don't, think I don't know. I'm ready so, to so, come so, back. so the word Bashar does. Is a, let's take out the word Bashar. How else are you going to read it? That Rivka said, "I'll send someone to get you back." When that ended up happening, Yanku refused. So then she sent the verse. So who was the first messenger? I don't know. Yeah. I think they got the whole thing. You know, it's a, <laughs> no, no. it was a. It's a. Says, Listen, when it comes to it's an it was only out. printed a hundred years ago or so when Buber printed it. It's it's a fantastic medrash. Does the but commas the f- matter? What? Do the commas matter? Yeah, he put in the the, 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 the commas are a guess, but that, how would that help? Because Ella So the so the Ella That's that's one okay. part. So and she then told Loi Haya, right? When? At what point? When when Dvera came? You have to assume when when Dvera like the, like the Chizkuni. Okay. So then, how do you read the rest of it? So what did Rivka do in response? Well, may she sent Dvera twice? I don't know. Okay. Reads very weird. him. Could be she sent two 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 different messengers. That's why she sent Dvera. Dvera's your grandmother. Dvera is your grandmother. Right. So who was the other shliach? The other shliach was a regular person. So another in other words like this. Hold 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 it's a grandmother. Hold on, yeah. Oh. Which medrash identifies that Devere was Rivka's mother? It's the same medrash Agoda. Oh. So you want to tie that's why she wasn't the first option. It's not respectful. The first option was she sent whoever. Well, he said, no, she had to send someone heavier. Send grandma. Exactly, exactly. And so if I can, so then maybe Taka, that's a big shchidosh, though, that Yankiv, well, the, the, you know, two shluchim went. That's a More respectful than Shulch. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Okay. I don't know. That's all I can tell you. If you look at the top left. Rabbeinu Bechai is going to be answer number four. Vayishlach Yitzchak as Yankiv. This is the answer of Rabbeinu Bechai. In the end of Parshas told us, yes, Lishol, we should ask. Kivon Shebishluchusamaholach, he went uh, because they sent him. Hey, Machu, they forgave him. They were Michael. They said, leave us. We want you to go. Loma Nanish, why was he punished on the midst of Kibodaveim when he delayed 22 years? That he was punished at Pidush Mimena Yosef was separated 22 years connected. How could that be? The F Shalomar. So in the top left corner in the Bain of Bechaya, the fifth line. F Shalomar could be. Why did he have to marry Rachel? He could have married Leah. Lovin would have given to her on the spot. The whole seven years was because he wanted to marry Rachel. He could have married Leah right away. Return right away when he gets the message. He wanted Rachel because of her beauty. If you could say you could say such a thing. It was the <laughs> beauty of common. you liked it, huh? Yeah. I mean Chaya says there's no problem saying it. So we have we have the because of Hidra Mitzvah, because of Hidra Mitzvah, you could say this too. He says he, he Davka set his eyes on Rachel, not because of her charming personality, because of Yafya. 
either Tanukhuma says they were equally beautiful. Okay. Equally beautiful doesn't have to mean identical. Yeah, Could be each one had their own. Right, yeah, inner beauty and outer beauty. Yeah. Clearly it was outer beauty, but also inner beauty. Okay. Vo'amar. Evod Yankov came up with the seven years. You know why he came up with the seven years? Because he knew that Lovan wouldn't be interested in giving Rachel. She's the younger sister. So Yankov therefore had to say, I'll give you something, seven years of work. Wait, don't you, but if you wanted to lay it, could have been immediately. That he came empty-handed that he needed to do. He had no... Uh, oh, there are those that say, you know why Yankov was at fault? Because he gave Eliphaz all of his money. Sometime if Yankov would have come in laden... Right. He could have given love and all of that and taken Rachel on the spot. He because he came dead. up with the idea, what? He also would have been dead. <laughs> well, that's a technical. <laughs> nah, he could have. Y- Yank- yeah. Eliphaz wouldn't have killed him. Eliphaz oh, wasn't going to kill Yankee. Shot. He's only Kameis. So how would he be alive? I don't think Eliphaz was strong Clearly he was, because Elif- otherwise Yaakov wouldn't have given him right. all his money. No, Eliphaz was like a gibber. There's no question Eliphaz was a gibber. But on the other hand, yeah. Eliphaz didn't He's have younger. it in him. Do you think the reason why Eliphaz didn't kill Yaakov was only for the money? Fakert. Eliphaz didn't say your money or your life. It was Yaakov that said... giving him an excuse. No, because Eliphaz said, what am I going to do with my father's instruction? Yaakov said, take my money. Yaakov could have said something else, maybe. He could have... Fa- he taught Eliphaz only a poor man's chosh of kames. He could have said, I don't know, take, take, you know, take my watch. Without a watch, I'm like a mace too. Exactly. He I'm already kames. Yankov could have sold him anything. Eliphaz just wanted to pacify. Exactly. So some tiner, some tiner that the reason that Yankov had to work all those years was because he came empty-handed. That was his decision. He's held responsible. Pretty harsh. But says Rabbeinu Bechayah, something else. He could have married Leah. The imkain kol hazman shenis akav hoya b'tzayna. The whole delay was his desire. He had to marry Rachel. Or lekach therefore nenesh knegdi was punished. Now many point out that's all good as far as Yitzchok said. Yitzchok said go get married and then come back. But his mother said stay there, a until Esav calms down, b until I send a messenger. Calm down happened already. Did it calm down or not? 14 years. Wow, no? that, that's the Imre Noyam. In other words, according to Rabbeinu B'chayah, did Esau calm down while Yankov was in Yeshiva? Clearly not. Well, 22 he came years after Yishlach. Then he hugged him, he kissed him. He kissed that's him, he tried to kill down. him. That's because all the presents and the... Well, hold, hold on, hold on. Before, before we said the Imre Noyam says he calmed down after 14 years, he didn't scream. No, because what you're saying practically, <laughs> that's the Imre Noam's opinion. But the tyrant tells us he was still coming to kill him. Well, Yankov, was Yankov, was su- well, Yankov was surprised. Asa was coming with four. Yankov was surprised. Yankov Yankov sent, was Yankov surprised or not surprised? Yankov sent people. He said, he gave him a whole drosha. And then they came back and said, you think that Asa's your brother? No, he still harbors uh, um, uh, animosity towards you. It sounds like Yankov was surprised. They had a news flash for him. Sounds like Yankee thought Esau had calmed down. And it's 36, it's, uh, it's uh, 36 years later, long time. The Shana, the Shana, in the world of Rabbeinu Bechaya, what will you say? If you say Esau did calm down, so then it makes sense. As far as Yanke, Rivka's instruction, it was time to go home. As far as Yitzchak's instruction, he could have married Leah right away. He was already in Yeshiva 14 years, Esau calmed down. But if Esau hadn't yet calmed down, so Yanke still can't come back. As far as his mother. But as far as his father, he has to. Now the rule is, if your mother says, give me a drink of water, your father says, give me a drink of water, your father comes first. Because you have to honor both, but you and your mother have to honor your father. We had a shir about this a while ago. So, oh, so someone a tiny, according to Rabbeinu Bechaya, like this. Even if Esau hadn't calmed down, the story is like this. As far as Rivka's concerned, he's allowed to be by Lovan. His father wants him back. You could have married Leah and come back. What are, you, what, are you, what are you doing there? What are you doing over there? And you and your mother have to listen to your father. Oh, so because second, of Kibbutz... There are three yeah. contradictions. One oh, of boy. them is that Esav come down, but it wasn't come now because he married Leah. Remember, Leah was... Esav ca- what? Married Leah? Remember, you said... Yes. Think, Esav you said, upset you said that 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 early on that yes. she was the yeah, older yeah, yeah. to the older. Oh, the you're saying maybe that caused... <laughs> that so created a new... Oh, it's beautiful. It's gewaldic. Esav Taka calmed down. He calmed down. But then, but then it was a new again. story. Oh, that's exactly. very interesting. Okay, exactly. ah, very interesting. Exactly. A whole new, uh, beautiful. And then very the nice. Second, okay, number and two. The second part of it is you say that he got married, so she could have gone, but he could have gone, you say, after Leah. Right? That's what Rabbeinu Bechai says. He could have married her right away and left. 
That's what he says. That's why. Not have married her right away because he came empty-handed. Even for Leia, <laughs> Lovin was happy. Leia, no, he says Lovin would have been happy if to they give were her over. Friends and beautiful, and they looked the same. It wouldn't have been if she wasn't the misguy that he wanted to get rid of. I hear what you're saying, but listen, Rabbeinu Bechai says he could have married her right away. I understand, but Rabbeinu Bechai didn't six learn that medrash. Exactly. Number six. Rabbeinu Bechai didn't learn the medrash that they were equal. Exactly. Number seven. Okay, seven. Number seven. Sorry. Okay, fine. Well, Let's go right. Okay, so that's answer number four. So the first thing we said was with the Yalkut Shemani, Bechlal, Yankov was punished for a different reason because he heard Yosef's stories about the, about the Yosef's brothers. Number two, we saw the Ion Yankov. It's just, if you honor your parents, you'll get it back from your kids. It's just, that's the Paris. If you don't, then you won't get it back. We had issues with that. The third was with the Chizkuni and the Marsha, the Imre Noyam. That Taka Esav calmed down while Yankov was still in yeshiva. Rivka already sent the wet nurse. Yankov said thanks, but no thanks. He was punished 22 years. What was he doing? Rabbeinu Bechayi says he Bechal could have married Leah and he would have left right away. Answer number five is the following. Look at the Chidor number five. This is the Chidor in the Midbar Kedemus. Kibodav Em, honoring your parents. It says like this. Kaimalon, we hold the father that's Moichel on his honor. The covet is Mochel. A parent can be Moichel on their honor. Omnam Besefer Chsidim in Simon 573, Kosov, Hagam, even though that your father was Meichel, Nenish Bideshimaim, the Abisha doesn't forgive. Your parents forgive, but the Abish expects you. We had a shear once that when it comes to honoring your parents, there's two things it's interpersonal, it's also between you and God. Right. You owe it to your parents, but the Abish also wants you to do it. Your parents can be Michael only part of the mitzvah, the interpersonal part, the ben adam lechaveri part. But the part between you and Hashem, the Eibush still expects. First five. Uh, exactly, exactly. You're right with the Ramban and the Sefer Achinuch. Exactly. Rabbeinu Harizal Kosav that tzaddikim in Gan Eden kusheroitzim when they want lahaloisam malioisam when a tzaddik is set to be elevated in heaven medaktikim in heaven they point out almasha also bekatnusim when you're a child when you're seven or eight years old to your parents. It's an issue when you're in Gan Eden, not when you get there, but when you're elevated blah, 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 from one mountain to another, one palace to another. If I'm not mistaken, the Ariza once told Reb Chaim Vital, Reb Chaim Vital, right, that was having some issue in, in Kabbalah, the Ariza says, it's because you hurt your mother when you were nursing, right? When you were nursing from your mother, maybe you bit a bit too hard or something. Yeah, or something like that. You say, yeah. <laughs> Forget about seven and eight, you're talking about Mamish a baby. It's incredible. What? I'm waiting for you to say a whopper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, so, so the Arizal quotes it from Sefer Chsidim. Look at number six. We have it on the page. This is from the Sefer Chsidim. So that's why he got punished. Hold on, hold on. We'll see. The, so the Sefer Chsidim says he's talking about you have someone who's a wealthy fellow and the father does a demeaning, has a demeaning uh, parnosa. He's discussing someone who's an usher, and the father, I don't know, does his, uh, has a demeaning job. He says, even though, even though the father tells the kid, don't worry, I'm happy, I don't know, doing whatever demeaning labor is doing, I'm happy being the janitor. As far, no, the kid should know the father was Michael, it doesn't count. I, the Sefer Chizim, says, Don't your father could be Michael. That's Medina Adam, that's interpersonal. Between you and heaven, the son, you're Chayev. How could the son allow the father to, to, to have a demeaning job? The father's okay with the father's Michael. The son has a responsibility to God. That's what the Sefer Chizim says. Look at number seven. This is another Chidor in his Sefer Brisa Ilom, a commentary in the Sefer Chizim. He says in number seven, Umasha Omar, this that he says, it works, but only interpersonally. He says, with this says the Chidor, I can answer an old, old question. Maybe you heard of the question. Masha Omar Chazal, that Yankov was punished. Nanish Yankov in all of our Shalom, 22 years, on Bittul honoring his father and mother. Viesh Lahor, and the question is, Yitzchak vino of Shalom, Kashehu Atzmait Siva. Yitzchak told him, Vayishlach Yitzchak is Yankov, Yel Kharona. Yankov went as a messenger from his father to Kharon. Loma loy machol ekvaidai. Why wouldn't that be considered that Yitzchak was Michael on his honor? 
It could be he's asking why didn't Yitzchak choose to be Meichel his honor. Okay, whatever. But Akaponim, there should have been Mechila. Shaloi Yonash Yankov Vino Alvashalom. Our question why was Yankov held responsible? Amnam Apidir Benanicha. Now it's understood. Yitzchak Taka was Meichel. Va'ahani, it helps the Dine Adam interpersonal. Avlakati, but still Poshud remains Dine Shamayim. For the Abish, that's not enough. Yankov has a, um, a moral obligation towards God to honor your parents, even if they're okay without it. Even a hair's breadth. Therefore, he was punished 22 years that Yosef HaTzadik left him, and he was terribly pained. That's what the Chidah says. That's the famous answer of the Chidah based on the Sefer Chassidim. <clears throat> it's pretty harsh. In other words, Yitzchak was Takah Meichel, but... Bedine Shemaim is still Chayev. Listen, the Sefer Chassidim says it clearly, so it sounds like a good very, answer. It's very similar, I think, to the, uh, to the other pictures of that bottom line. He wasn't there. Or the Ion Yankov. But here, here we're saying it's a punishment. Right, but that's the same idea of like the... The Ion uh, Yankov says it wasn't... punishing? Because at the end of the day... Didn't, uh, Fine. Uh, uh, no, it sounds there. more like an, an Onush, like the Abish expected more. The tr- there is a well-known letter of the Radvaz. The Radvaz says a bit different than the Sefer Chassidim. The Radvaz writes in a letter, even if your parents are Meichel, you still have a mitzvah to honor them. Their Meichel may be the obligation, whatever. You, on your part, have a mitzvah to honor them. Now, is that saying the same thing as the Sefer Chassidim? I think not, because if you look in the Radvaz letter, he writes in the middle of the letter, if your parents are Meichel, it removes all punishment. You still have a mitzvah, but all punishment is removed. Mm-hmm. According to the Sefer Chassidim, it sounds like yeah, punishment, punishment remains. There. there is some level of punishment because you have an moral obligation to God. Okay. So, I'll tell you the issue. What? According to Radvaz, this answer wouldn't work. We'd have but to have another answer, big, right? There's a bit of a legal question here yes. for our friends here, the Cohen. Uh, if you parent, that means that they withdraw they technically withdraw the requirement no. because they're not forgiving. No, they're, 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 they're uh, eliminating. In other words, they're absolving. Sorry, hold on. If your father says he doesn't want a cup of tea, then don't bring him a cup of tea. Right. But if you know that he wants a cup of tea, but he says don't worry about it, it's so, not the same as him not wanting no, no, the cup I'm of tea. He's not eliminating. He still wants a cup of tea, and you can't... So that's the question I'm asking. He removes the obligation. Or just... just uh, uh, exa- forgiving. Ignoring. Exactly, the second one, ignoring. Hold on. The pr- I'll tell you the kasha on this. The kasha on this is number eight. There's another statement of the chidot. To me, to me, it seems to be a contradiction. You'll tell me what you think. It's another chidot in the Sefer Chassidim. He says like this. The Sefer Chassidim says elsewhere... That a person should be moichel on his kids because else your kids will never get it hundred percent right. So for their sake, be moichel on everything. He says, wait a second. later in we saw number seven. Says when a father is moichel on his covet, the covet is moichel hainu midine adam, So the chidor is asking, how could the sefer chidim say in the second place? That a parent should be Michael and then their kids have no problem. What do you mean? The Sefer Chassidim's personal opinion is that only helps halfway, the interpersonal issue, not between you and God. So says the Chidot two answers. First of all, Mechila helps a bit. Even Bedine Shemayim, the Mechila helps a bit. Or at least maybe he's saying the fact that it, it works interpersonal is considered it helps a bit. Right. Okay. Right. But in, I, I don't know exactly. But inami, another shot. Efshalakhalik, you could make the following difference. kalim if it's a small thing, If it's small, then taka the father can completely be moichel. And even between you and God it disappears. There's a story that Ravhuna Kara Shiroi. Ravhuna tore the silk garments of his son to test if his son would, uh, how he would react. Mas- and the Gemara says, Ron, how could he do that? Well, he's putting his son in a vulnerable position. He's putting a stumbling block in front of his kid. And the Gemara says in Kiddushin, that Rav was Michael, that I didn't care what my son will do to me. But wait a second. If the son is still chayiv b'dine shemayim, v'avta machal, even if the father will be Michael, he's still... His 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 his, his, his uh, 
What's he bringing upon his son? He's going to hurt his kid. Elo, he says like this. Elo, the Dvarim Kalim must be, if it's a small issue, then a father, a father could be Michael completely, and it covers both bases, even between you and heaven. But then he says like this. Or he was Gairim. If the father is Gairim, that the kid is Michael in his honor, it's Mutu Legamri, Kvoide Machel caused it. Afbedin Shemaim. Like here. He said, oh, that's my child. So the Chidot says like this. That it could be by the story of Rav Huna, either he was a, uh, it's a small thing, and therefore the the mechila works on both bases, or it could be since the father causes it, the kid's completely exalted, even to even towards heaven. So the shail is go back to number seven. Yitzchak sent Yankov away. His parents caused it. They not they caused they he went on their shlichus. So I, I don't know why the Chidor number seven doesn't cross-reference to what he said in number eight. He? Because he didn't cause him staying away for that long. One. Yeah. And he, he says, Simon Kuflun Beis. I know, I know, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah I cut it off, I cut it off. But he doesn't, he, he just says, look, the, he throws a bunch of Makairas and Maxis Brach and shit, right, right, no, no. No, no, but he, but... Uh, you loop back in here that he didn't call him to stay that long. Doesn't want told him to go, but that's the whole part. Not that that wasn't that what the answer the Chidor was, that Yitzchak was completely Michael all 22 years. Right, no, but now you loop the Goyrim. About why Hashem still kept him. Not, he didn't go him to stay forever. Oh, you're going with Rabbeinu with Bechaya. Oh, he was only Goyrim to go get Leia. Yeah. Oh, you say Leia, okay. I'll give you the answer number nine. In answer number... Uh, sorry, answer number five... Look at number nine. This is a statement from Rabbi Yosef Engel in his commentary called um, Gilyone Ashas. In Vienna, Rabbi Tainabam's father in 19... In <laughs> anyhow, Rabbi Yosef Engel, the Gemara... Oh, okay. The Gemara in Baba Basra, Daftal Ramad Bey, says the following. You have a neighbor. Imagine you have a field and you're... Your neighbor has many fields. He surrounds you from all four sides, right? And uh, your neighbor decides to build a wall between his field and your field. And he builds a wall on, on three out of the four sides. Right? You're in the middle. He surrounds you from all sides. He builds a wall on three sides. Uh, and you, 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 you don't... Uh, the Gemara mentions it could be you don't have to be mishtatif uh, at all in the payments because you say, I don't need the wall. But if you will then on your own go and build the fourth wall... Then you have to pay your part in the first three as well. Why? So the Gemara says, If the guy in between, the, the middle guy, the Nikif, the guy being surrounded, the surroundee, the surroundee, then he has to pay his share for all the other walls. The Gemara says, Because now he shows he likes it. So then, so Nichtev Betzid, on the side of Yosef Engel's Gemara, says like this. Uberashi Rashi says, Kivan the Goddess at Sada Apasuach, since he fenced off the open side, Golodite, he shows the Nichlis happily. Says Rabbi Yosef Engel, Vroisi, I saw a safer Echod, I saw in a safer, Medaktik Mehach proves from here, the Khan, Im Omavichol, Golodite, the Nichleye, the Megaglon of Sakolka, he's just quoting the Gemara, that if you're happy with the four side, you pay for everything. Duhuadin Kozeha Mavatal Metalmatera. Someone works a whole day, right? Why aren't you learning? I, I, I can't, I can't. So you have an excuse. But then you come home at 8 p.m. at night you and you have an Netflix. hour to learn. You watch Netflix, you lose your excuse for the whole day. Because <laughs> once you show that you're not interested in learning, don't tell me the reason you weren't learning at 2 p.m. because you had a business meeting. You wouldn't have learned anyhow. Who is this? No, no, no. He doesn't want to say it's He doesn't want to hold on. His man, Oh, you'll see. Bizman sheyeshlei pnai lumoid. If if at the time one, yeah, if at the time that you're able to learn, you don't, then yutzrach litendin. You're gonna have to explain even at the time when you couldn't learn, even at two p.m. during the business meeting. Because don't tell me the reason you weren't learning because you were busy. Because even when you had time, you weren't learning either. That's what it says in. What was that? When you do learn, it's also oh. that it was real. Yeah, the Ragachava says oh, if man. you learn Baikab you as if you learn the entire learn day. Exactly, for sure. It works to exactly. Ah. So apparently it's in some Musr safer. And the Rai is from the Gemara and Baba Basra, from this legal din that once you build the fourth wall retroactively, 
I know your feelings on the first three. Says of Yosef Engel, V'yesh ladaktik kazeh b'yosef karev. I have a better raya for this Musa Sefer. From a Yerushalmi in Ksuvas Perkei HaLochaches. Im mar dokoidim shenasis nidah. If a woman rebels against her husband, refuses intimacy, then the husband can um, diminish the amount of her Ksuvah. But what if she's married and then she becomes a nidah? So for a week she refuses intimacy, so every day he's knocking off a certain amount. Then she has her nidah cycle, so anyway she can't be with him. We still diminish. Exactly. Because Because we know that she's still in the state of merit. Right. Uh, so, so I thought, and then I saw that the Ben Ishchai says it's clearly in a safer Ben Yehoyada, that Yankiv Taka had permission to marry whoever he wanted to marry. Unlike Rabbeinu Bechayas, Yitzchok said, go and marry your wife. He didn't say which one. He didn't have to marry Leah, right? He didn't say the first one. Right? You can marry whoever you want. Right. How long did it take Yankiv to marry you? It was supposed to be seven, but he was, uh, it wasn't his fault. He was doped. It took him another seven years, 14 years. Then he should have come back home. He stayed another six years to work for Lovin's sheep because Lovin asked him. He could have refused. Then he slept. It took him two years, two years to get back home. He spent a year and a half in Sukkot. What's he doing there? So the Ben Yohayoda says it's based on this idea. Yeah. Once you have extra time, and then you lose your excuse for the first 14 years. Netflix. So that's uh, it's also a harsh answer. Netflix. Anyhow, <laughs> these are five possibilities. It's the Netflix. Oh, sorry, six <laughs> possibilities like that. that we have to oh, this. Uh, yeah. The Netflix uh, cause. The, <laughs> the Netflix <laughs> cause. <laughs> okay. Thank you. That's what we took out of the share. Oh, you, 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 you were the Musa Sefer. Right? That's big trouble. Okay. Thank you.